في الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama-e kiram brothers and elders yesterday we had commenced the discussion of this hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah's nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that seven categories of people will be blessed with this very great honor and this very great bounty and favor and gift of allah taala that they will be invited into the shade of the arsh of allah taala on that day on the day of qiyamah when people will be drowning in their own perspiration when the sun will be barely above the heads of people so what a great gift and bounty this is will only be realized on that day in this dunya we can never fully appreciate what this means so the three categories that we discussed yesterday first was imamun adilun person who is just he always deals with justice doesn't perpetrate zulm is not unfair and as we discussed today after asar just to refresh that and for the benefit of those who may not have been here at that time hazrat maulana ali mia sahab rahmatullah ali the lesson that he gave to his family members at the last tail end of his life gathered everybody and told them that in the light of this history that i have studied in depth and i have seen the rise and fall of fam- what were the causes of the rise and fall of families prominent families in history over the centuries those who had gained a very high degree of respect in society in the community who were at the peak of piety but then everything suddenly went the other way around he says in the light of all that i am giving you this message that this is the crux of what i have understood from all this discussion all this study and this whatever i have seen in the books of history that there are three aspects if you hold on to then you will be saved from that same end result of annihilation of losing that legacy of the of the people that had built this whole legacy up and the three things that he mentioned right at the top of the list the first thing is a person who has this very vast knowledge and this deep insight into history and an author of note he says the three things number 1 never be the oppressor rather be the oppressed never ever be the oppressor but zulm ad'a shay'in lin-niqma ila an-niqma that zulm brings the azab of allah taala the fastest and often we confine zulm to zulm on a government level or something of that nature but often the zulm perpetrated within the four walls of our own home how we conduct ourselves with our wives sometimes how we conduct ourselves with our parents how many parents are oppressed by their own children how many wives are oppressed by their own husbands that person who was supposed to be the guardian guardian to guard to protect he has become 
the greatest burden in that person's life. And the heartbreaking emails that will come then. So this is Zulm also. Zulm is sometimes perpetrated in the workplace. Various ways. So in any sphere of life and at any level, never be the oppressor and if you have to just accept being the oppressed, rather be the oppressed if you have a choice between the two. The ideal is that you don't oppress and don't get oppressed. But if there's no choice in the matter, you rather be the oppressed. And Allah Ta'ala is with the oppressed. The second thing he mentioned, don't ever go any, anywhere close to haram, even be far away from doubtful things, in, doubtful income. Stay far away from even doubtful income. And the third thing, that no matter how your relatives treat you, no matter how negatively they may treat you, you always treat them positively. Now, this seems, all these are lessons of the Hadith Sharif, but it seems like something that's, well, fine, they are very important things, but is this really the foundation of keeping the legacy of a prominent family alive? So a person who has studied this history in depth, and over the centuries he has seen the reasons for the rise and fall of families. Individuals will continue to appoint and they'll flourish and then they'll pass on and that will be the end. But that legacy moving on, that, he says, won't last without these three things. That will all perish, it will become extinct. So in any case, this was the first lesson, Imamun Adilun. And then the second lesson, the second category that Nabi Salaam mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that youth, that young person who grew up in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, who sacrificed his youth for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much that Allah Ta'ala will invite him. This is not just something by the way to imagine it. Can we imagine somebody gets invited by the president? He will walk around with that invitation letter showing everybody. He will be over the moon. He got invited by the president. Whereas that invitation, when he gets there, he might not even be known that he's around also. But that president, today's president, how often it happens, today's president is tomorrow's prisoner. That's dunya. But we become over the moon if some president had to give us some invitation. Yeah, Allah Rabbul Alameen will invite him to be part of the shade of Allah Ta'ala's Arsh when there will be no other shade on that day. And this shade of Allah Ta'ala's Arsh is beyond the imagination of any human being. All the VIP lounges of the world put together can't come anywhere close to one minute fraction of this. So this great blessing and reward will be for that person who sacrificed his youth for Allah Ta'ala. So that was the second category that we discussed yesterday. Shabun nasha'afi ibadatillahi azza wa jal. And the third category, وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ That person whose heart is attached to the masjid. And as explained yesterday, that we will have to leave the house of Allah Ta'ala for our needs. We'll have to go out, to go and do our work, to attend to our businesses, to go home, and all the various other occupations and whatever else. But the person who is outside, his heart is still in the masjid. 
He's all the time concerned. This is now is going to be time for salah. He's planning himself accordingly. Many a times people say that it is very challenging, very difficult. How do you come out of the midst of things and get to the masjid? But when a person makes the effort, he has the determination to start off with. There is a firm determination. I must achieve this for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And then he makes an effort accordingly, Allah Ta'ala will grant it to him. Sultanabir Alhamdulillah has written one incident. There was one person from Saharanpur who was very, very conscious of performing his salah with jama'ah. Very conscious of this. To the extent that if he's going on a journey, now he's going on a journey, so now en route, sometimes you are close to a masjid, sometimes you are nowhere near any masjid. Sometimes there are some other Muslims around in that if you're traveling by train or something, sometimes there's nobody else. So in order, whereas this is now not something that is wajib on a person if he's traveling, that he has to take some others around to make jamaat. If there's somebody there, he'll make jamaat with them. If there's nobody, he'll perform his salah. But he was so conscious about his salah with jamaat that if he's going on a journey, he'll take at least one other person to accompany him. So that if the time of salah comes and nobody else is there, at least this companion of his is there. He'll make salah with jama'ah. And if it's a short journey, then he will plan himself in such a way that he is at some masjid, he is back home in time or whatever for his salah with jama'ah. So in any case, one day he went on a short journey and he planned to be back by Zohar time. It so happened that en route, something happened, there was a delay in that carriage that he was coming in, that horse cart or whatever. And now the Zohar time, meaning the time for getting to the masjid in time for Jama'ah had already now passed. And this grief consumed him. Now this horse cart that he was traveling in, the cart belonged to a Hindu person who was now taking this along. In any case, now the time of Jama'at has already passed. He's not going to make it for Jama'at. So he stopped, made his wuzu. But this grief is still with him that now I missed my salah with Jama'at today. So now he made his wuzu and he sat down. They started making dua. He didn't start his salah. He says, Ya Allah, I have made every effort to make my salah with Jama'at. But Ya Allah, this was beyond my control. And he's making dua. As he's making dua and continuing dua, suddenly this Hindu person who is the owner of this horse cart, he comes in front of him, he says, look, I want to become like you, please make me a Muslim. And this person, what must have been his condition at that time, he realized this is the acceptance of my dua. He made him a Muslim and he explained to him, look, I'm going to now make me performing my salah, I'm going to be praying. So you do whatever I do and just keep reciting Subhanallah. And on that occasion too, Allah Ta'ala enabled him to perform his salah with jama'ah. So what is required is firstly that determination. When we ourselves are half-hearted about something, then we are not going to get the result. To start off with, there has to be the determination. This, I must have this. Every salah of mine must be with jama'ah in the masjid. Person is traveling, person is ill or something, there's a valid shari excuse. That is a different issue. But... His heart is in the masjid. He's at home, then there's no, unless he is now, there's some valid reason, illness or something, otherwise he's every salah, fajr, zohar, asr, maghrib, isha, in the masjid, in the house of Allah. So this is the person whose heart is attached to the masjid. And this is no minor thing, it's such a major thing, 
that Nabi Salaam says on the day of Qiyamah, this person will be given the shade of Allah Ta'ala's Arsh. So whatever it may be, whether it's a business issue, whether it's now some occupation, whether it is some profession, whether it is whatever, but we can plan ourselves, we can make the determined effort, Allah Ta'ala will open the way. Then the next category Nabi Salaam says, that وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ وَرَجُلَانِ تَحَابَّا فِي اللَّهِ اجْتَمَعَا عَلَيْهِ وَتَفَرَّقَا عَلَيْهِ The two people who have muhabbat and love one another solely for Allah Ta'ala. They meet on this and then they depart meaning then that muhabbat is still intact. They finally each one goes his way. But that muhabbat is not disrupted by any nafsaniyat or any other worldly motive. It is purely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. That this muhabbat for the sake of Allah Ta'ala is so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that this person gets this great reward on the day of Qiyamah. In one hadith, Nabi Salaam says, that there are three things if a person has acquired these three things he'll attain the sweetness of iman that Allah and his Rasul become more beloved to him than anything and everything else and this love being more for Allah and his Rasul we haven't been forbidden from other halal attachments and love. A person is naturally inclined to many things in dunya. Zuyina linnasi hubbu shahawati min nisa wal banina wal qanatiri al muqantara min al zahabi wal fiddati wal khayli al musawwamati wal anami wal harth. Allah Ta'ala is saying that. Allah Ta'ala has adorned this in the heart of insan. That the love of his wife, the love of his children, the love of his wealth, this is a natural attachment Allah Ta'ala has created in the heart of insan. Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden this. But, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّ لِلَّهِ That the believers, their love is greater for Allah Ta'ala. Everything else is in its place, anything halal and permissible is in its place, but not greater than the love of Allah Ta'ala. And when will this really become apparent? What is greater? The love of Allah and His Rasul وسلم, or the love of anything else when there's a clash. At the time of the clash then it will become obvious and apparent. On the one side, the love of that wife or that child or that business or that wealth or that property or whatever is taking a person towards the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala or is demanding to break the command of Allah Ta'ala. So at that time, what does he do? Does he give preference to the command of Allah Ta'ala? Oh, well, let's just cut some corners now and we'll, we'll make Toba later. That now will tell a person where the love lies more, what, which love is greater. So the first thing, the person who Allah and his Rasul Sallallahu become more beloved to him than anyone and everyone else. And, وَمَنْ أَحَبَّ عَبْدًا لَا يُحِبُّهُ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ after this, the second thing Nabi Islam says, that a person then loves somebody only for Allah Ta'ala's sake. There is no ulterior motive in that. This is my Muslim brother. This person is a person of Iman. And therefore, 
this love is for the sake of Allah Ta'ala alone. This is so beloved that it has become part of these three aspects that bring the sweetness of Iman. And the third thing that he detests, that he detests kufr like he detests being thrown into fire. So one is to test, detest kufr, to detest those things that lead to kufr, those sins, those haram things, because all these things are stepping stones towards each disobedience is stepping stones towards the ultimate thing. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So in any case, what we were talking about is that this muhabbat solely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala is such a valuable thing. But Nabi Salaam says, That then this, they part also on this meaning that this is still intact. It's not that by the time they left each other, this is something now all disrupted. And often what disrupts it is just the whispers of shaitan, badgumani, the ill thoughts. Some ill thought will come, some suspicion. And the suspicion, this is the seed shaitan plants. And shaitan plants a seed for anyone and everyone then. It'll start off with those around us, then it'll go to those above us, even our, then it'll go to those who are pious, it'll go to the ulama, it'll go to the mashayikh, and nobody will get left. Just to give one example of this, that one woman, she had just cleaned her child. So she had to make istinja for the child, so she had just cleaned the child. And just at that time, somebody shouted that there's the new moon. So she also started looking for the new moon. So now as it's often people's habit that now when they're looking for something and they're trying to focus, so they put their hand now when she put her hand on her mouth, meanwhile she hadn't cleaned her hand properly. So close to her nose was the finger which was still soiled. Now she's looking for the moon, finally she saw the moon. She saw the moon, she's saying, but this time the moon came out, it's got a very bad smell. <laughs> so that smell wasn't in the moon. That smell was in her hand. But now she is accusing the moon of smelling. So likewise, the odor of our hearts. The odor of our hearts, we start seeing it or thinking that it's coming from somewhere else. And as a result, we start now having all kinds of suspicions and all kinds of doubts, even about those who are the ulama kiram the pious, the ahlullah. And this becomes a major blockage for our own progress in deen. So this is the very, very dangerous trap of shaitan, the very dangerous tool of shaitan to waylay a person, to distract a person and block his progress in deen. So this was the category that Nabi Islam says that those who love one another solely for Allah Ta'ala, no nafsaniyat involved in it, no ulterior motive in it. The only motive is the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And this remains intact they too will be granted this great honor on the day of Qiyamat of being under the shade of Allah Ta'ala's Arsh. Then Nabi Islam explains the fifth category, وَرَجُلٌ دَعَتْهُ إِمْرَأَةٌ ذَاتُ حَسَبٍ وَجَمَالٍ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهِ That a person who has been invited 
but by a woman of high lineage and of great beauty invited towards haram invited towards sin and what is his response faqala inni akhafullah allah taala give us this iman that his response is i fear allah taala that whatever the temptation may be i fear allah taala yesterday we discussed the one incident of that student of shabdul aziz rahmatullah alay that this was exactly the situation he found himself in but in order to save his iman he even soiled himself with all that mess that was there in the toilet and as a result he got saved his iman got saved but allah taala gave him in this dunya that this natural fragrance are coming from him such a unique natural fragrance which nobody had smelled before ma siddiq banwi sahab rahmatullah alay has written one incident in his kitab adabul mutallimin of one student who used to reside in one little masjid in delhi because those days there was no boarding facilities so students would be studying in a madrasa but they would reside in the rooms that used to be attached to masjids so he was studying late at night and suddenly or at some time he was studying there and suddenly some riots broke out and in that process one girl quickly dashed into the masjid to find sanctuary she probably was going from one point to another so she rushed into the masjid or this person was alone so he asked her how dare you come in here so she says look i got no option these right this rights have broken out is my life is in danger so now he was obviously in a situation he can't even chase out and this is a problem for him also but now having no option he told her, okay you sit in the far corner and he sat in the front corner of the masjid with his candle in front of him with his kitab open and he carried on studying now as the night is going on every now and again he is putting his finger into that flame of the candle and then he's taking it out after some time again he's putting his finger in the flame of that candle and the good best the major portion of the night passed in this way eventually towards the latter part of the night it sounded that everything is now calm and quiet everybody is now dispersed so he told her please move away from here now immediately everything is gone everything is quiet and calm just now if the musalli start coming they're not going to accept what's going on here and i will be in a situation people will start having bad thoughts about me and my whole studies will get disrupted so please now move out from here so she says i am not going till you first tell me why you were putting your finger the whole night into the flame of that candle so he says this is not your business now you please move he says i am not going to go from here till you tell me now he wants to get out of the way and she is refusing till she is told so eventually he told her that throughout the night each time that i put my finger in the flame my nafs was tempting me that now what else is here to stop you what else is here to stop you from committing haram but each time that this nafs tempted me i put my finger in this flame and told myself first you tolerate this then you get ready to tolerate the fire of jahannam if you can tolerate this then go ahead and if you can't tolerate this how are you going to tolerate the fire of jahannam 
any case, she heard this answer and she went away. She was from a very prominent family, from a very wealthy family, and she was already proposed to get married to somebody. She came home and told her parents that there's no way I'm getting married to anybody but that student who studies in that masjid. So they first became worried that something is wrong here. How does she even know there's a student in that masjid? What went on here? So then she explained the whole incident that this person has taqwa. This person has the fear of Allah Ta'ala. And he has the fear of Allah Ta'ala, then he'll look after the servant of Allah Ta'ala also. And if he's devoid of the fear of Allah Ta'ala, where he's going to look after the servant of Allah Ta'ala? So I'm more happy to be with that poor student rather with that wealthy person who doesn't have the fear of Allah Ta'ala. So eventually this happened. His nikah got performed because this proposal came to him. He accepted. So Allah Ta'ala gave him the return of his taqwa in dunya also. And this is not something that always happens so dramatically, but it happens. And when a person makes sacrifices for Allah Ta'ala, in various ways, Allah Ta'ala removes so many obstacles out of his way. So many difficulties and calamities he is saved from, which he didn't even know about, that were coming. That famous hadith in Bukhari Sharif, about the three people that were traveling, and suddenly the storm broke out, and they took refuge inside this cave, in the time of the Bani Israel. And while inside this cave, this rock fell from the top and blocked the mouth of the cave. And now there's no way out. Huge rock, three people inside, what they can do to push it out, nothing. So eventually, now there was no other way. So each one, they decided, each one present some amal to Allah Ta'ala and make dua with the barakat of that amal. This is the wasila of that amal. That Allah Ta'ala, by the barakat of that amal, which was done with ikhlas, with sincerity solely for him Allah Ta'ala should remove this difficulty from us so each one presented some amal one person presented the amal Ya Allah my parents I used to go out to graze the sheep etc and then bring the milk and then I would first feed them before feeding my own family but one day I got delayed and by the time I came they were already sleeping so I stood at their bedside and waiting that any moment they'll wake up just now, I'll first feed them. But the time just went on. And until it was now morning, and I remained standing at that bedside, waiting for them to first have their share. Now, the simple thing was, that put their share aside and wait with it, give his family their share. But he was overwhelmed at that time with the respect of his parents. This was a mistake. But because his mistake wasn't deliberate, at that time he was overcome by this situation. He was maghloobul hal. He was overcome. So when a person is overcome, provided in reality he is overcome, then he is excused. So in any case, he presented this amal. Ya Allah, if I did this only for you, ya Allah removed this calamity from us. That rock moved a little. The rock moved. What moved that rock? That amal, that amal with ikhlas. And then the second person, Ya Allah, this person I had employed, and the time came to pay him his salary. So I presented it to him, but for some reason he thought that I was short paying him, 
he got upset and went away. He left it. He says, I invested it in livestock, whatever. And I carried on looking after all this. Now, he was not obliged to do that. He was not obliged to take it and invest it and then now look after it. He could have taken it and put it aside. The day this person comes, he'll take it. But he did this amal. And he went out of his way. After some time had passed, this person came back and said, please give me my due. So he said to him, you see this whole valley of goats, this whole thing is yours, take it and go. So he says, please don't mock me, I have come for what I am entitled to. He says, yes, this is all yours, take it and go. He says, ya Allah, he took everything, he didn't leave one behind also. He says, ya Allah, if I did this only for your pleasure, remove this calamity. That rock moved a little more, but still not sufficient for them to leave. And then the third person, which is linked to the topic that we're discussing, says, Ya Allah, I was deeply in love with this woman, with this girl. And I many times tried to entice her to haram, but she always refused. And then finally, one day, poverty brought her. Out of desperation, she came to ask for something. And I made this commission of this sin, the precondition. And out of desperation, she, she accepted. She says, I was on the verge of committing haram. And she said, Ittaqillah. She said, Fear Allah. And she says, I woke up and went away. I didn't even take that money that I left behind. Ya Allah, if I did this for you, remove this calamity. And that rock moved out and they managed to come out alive. But what saved them from that calamity? These sacrifices. When we, there's some sacrifice to be made. Many a times, this thought comes, why should I undertake this? Is this something for me to do? When these kind of sacrifices to help somebody out, to be of service to someone, and especially these sacrifices, the sacrifice of crushing the nafs, breaking the heart for Allah Ta'ala. Outwardly it seems, well, it came and went, what happened? But so many things happen. Sometimes Allah Ta'ala makes it apparent, like in these conditions, and situations, it becomes very apparent, the link is there. But often, that link is hidden. You don't see it, but it's there. Like we discussed earlier, that light switch, and the light, that switch is there. Person who presses that switch, that light is going to come on. But often we don't see that link. And likewise, the evil a person does, the wrong he does, the sin he commits, Unless he makes toba, that too is in the pipeline. Unless he makes toba, that too is bringing its consequences. Allah Ta'ala gives respite. But the person doesn't make toba, it finally then comes. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says that this is such a great act that Allah Ta'ala appreciates that a person is being invited to haram in this manner. And all the avenues are open for him to commit that haram. One is this situation where somebody is being invited in that manner but this invitation is in everybody's hands also. This invitation is in every other person's hand. So to keep this in mind that to keep crushing this to start off with don't play with fire. Because a person plays with fire then he is likely to get burnt. So if he got burnt once, don't take a chance a second time. 
then as we normally say, be smart and don't have the smartphone. Because then we're going to get burned. And Allah forbid person thinks, well, didn't have, nothing serious happened once, twice. Then it suddenly becomes an explosion. And then it's too late. So don't take chances. Don't play with fire. But the other part of it is to keep this in mind. That what a great reward. All these temptations are inviting a person. And he says, Inni Allah. I fear Allah Ta'ala. Then the next category, Rasulullah says, وَرَجُلٌ تَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَقَةٍ فَأَخْفَاهَا حَتَّى لَا تَعْلَمَ شِمَالُهُ مَا تُنْفِقُ يَمِينُهُ The person spends something in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And he does it so secretly that his left hand doesn't know what his right hand has spent. He does it in such a way that bus is between him and Allah Ta'ala. His left hand doesn't know what his right hand has spent. Allah Ta'ala alone knows. Many a times, person contributes to some good cause. So, one of the preconditions many people make, mashallah, says, please, this will not be known to anybody. And say, take the receipt. Say, I'll get the receipt on the day of Qiyamah. The receipt has to be made in any case. Say, but I'll get it on the day of Qiyamah. That's where I want it. Says once when they were busy constructing something, so there was one woman who was based in Dubai and she probably had received a massive inheritance or whatever it was. So somehow she got to know about this project that was now coming up. So she sent a message that. I am prepared to put up this five-story building, not a small building, a massive building. This five-story building, the f- entire cost. But one condition only, that one board must be placed on the outside, one little plaque or something, that this is in memory of so-and-so, my father. So that's it, Jazakallah, keep it. That is also now in memory of so-and-so. So now everybody will see memory of a child some, whoever, whatever his name might have been, Ahmad Bai, whatever, so, Achha, Ahmad Bai, so in memory of Ahmad Bai, so who gave it? Okay, his daughter gave it, mashallah. So now that all, that's the back door to put one's own name in the front. So this is the tricks of shaitan and nafs. That kind of money we don't want. Five-story building, ready to give the whole amount, jazakallah, that amount, that kind of money we don't want. We'll rather collect the few, few rands and cents or rupees or whatever of those poor people giving it with ikhlas there'll be barakat in it so the lesson of ikhlas in this everything be done only for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala for no dunya purpose no ulterior motive Allah Ta'ala must become happy and the last category Nabi Sallallahu says of the person who will be given this great honor of being in the shade of the arsh of Allah Ta'ala وَرَجُلٌ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ خَالِيًا فَفَادَتْ عَيْنَاهِ That the person who remembers Allah Ta'ala in solitude and out of this love for Allah Ta'ala, his eyes flow with tears. Can we imagine what is being presented? That what is the value of this love of Allah Ta'ala? Many a person sometimes says that I didn't even know that this was something to ask for also. I didn't even know that this was something that was 
an objective. That it is beyond all the other objectives. The love of Allah wa ta'ala. The raza and the pleasure of Allah ta'ala. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ The pleasure of Allah ta'ala is the greatest thing. That is the muhabbat of Allah ta'ala. So a person in the love of Allah ta'ala, Ya Allah, when I will get you, Ya Allah, how can I reach you? Ya Allah, how will my heart become filled with your, your love? Ya Allah, when I will sacrifice everything for you alone? Ya Allah, when will I be able to trample my nafs and become totally yours? He's talking to Allah Ta'ala. And in that, his eyes are flowing with tears. Allah Ta'ala is so pleased with this. Allah Ta'ala will grant him the shade of his arsh on the day of Qiyamah. So, Allah Ta'ala's blessings and bounties are unlimited. Allah Ta'ala is wanting to bless his servants, to shower down his rahmat. Rahmat-e-haq bahanami joyad. Rahmat-e-haq bahanami joyad. Persian couplet, the poet says that the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala doesn't require a huge amount of things. Very great effort. Person made a climb, broke the whole mountain down. Rahmat-e-haq bahanami joyad. The rahmat of Allah Ta'ala waits for excuses. Little excuses that a person gives from his side. Makes a little effort, that little attempt. Makes that sincere tawbah. Comes back to Allah Ta'ala. But that little excuse Allah Ta'ala is waiting for. Allah Ta'ala wants to see our talab. Yahdi ilayhi mayyuneeb. That is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed. That he guides to the one who shows the inclination for that hidayat. That is the first step. He's got that talab. Whatever anybody has achieved, they have not achieved it but with talab and adab. Without these two ingredients, other things also in the mix, but primarily these two things, talab, that there was a desire for it. I want to get there. I want to have the love of Allah Ta'ala. I want to become the true and obedient servant of Allah Ta'ala. Whatever my condition is, I'm involved in a thousand and one things, but I want to get there. And with that talab, then, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا that those who will strive to get there. Some effort has to be made. Person wants something, he'll have to walk. But when he walks, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat runs to him. This is the grace and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. That he takes one step, and Allah Ta'ala, when he starts walking towards Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's rahmat comes rushing to him. So in this Mubarak month, these are the things that now we need to make these resolutions. Not just as empty resolutions, like when the last day of December comes, and now the 1st of January is coming. So in Urdu, Rahmatullah used to say, January 2 is an ajib word, ajib month, because it's, you know, Urdu it says January, it's like January. It says so close to January. So it's the time when, unfortunately, people become animals. That 1st of January, or the night of preceding it, people become like animals. So it's, such a close link between the name itself in the way it's pronounced in Urdu and how people start behaving. So that empty resolution is just that of no, no effect and no benefit to anybody. But we are talking about when we say resolutions, that firm commitment between ourselves and Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, this is now a time of genuine deep repentance and I'm sincerely turning to you and I want to live my life in a way that you have commanded 
the life with you, which you are pleased with, so that you become pleased with me. And that my dunya will get made also. The main thing is I will have the everlasting bounties of Akhirat. May Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Besides the rujri. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahluh La ilaha illallah 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطہ دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ 
اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر وردے زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوالہ موسیقی 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وقنا عذاب النار وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار 
ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق اللهم طهر قلوبنا من النفاق واعمالنا من الرياء والسنتنا من الكذب واعيننا من الخيانه واعيننا من الخيانه واعيننا من الخيانه فانك تعلم خائنه الاعين وما تخفي الصدور اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت الله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah الله العالمين يا الله يا الله we can never fully thank you for all your great, great bounties and favors ya Allah الله العالمين every moment and every millisecond ya Allah your countless ni'mats and bounties are showering upon us ya Allah ya Allah but we are your ungrateful servants ya Allah ya Allah we have been so ungrateful ya Allah ya Allah all your bounties we have used ya Allah but you have returned it with sin ya Allah you have returned it with disobedience ya Allah ya Allah we've returned it with trampling your laws ya Allah you have returned it with trampling the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah what terrible crimes we have committed ya Allah ya Allah what terrible crimes we have committed ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah on this mubarak night ya allah in your house ya allah raising our hands to you alone ya allah ya allah we are repenting from all our sins ya allah ya allah we are seeking sincere forgiveness ya allah ilahul alamin forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah ya allah forgive all our sins ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah ya allah you love forgiving ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you love forgiving and forgive us ya allah allahumma innaka afuun تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اله العالمين فقيم يا الله فقيم او فاميليز يا الله فقيم او ريليتيفز يا الله فقيم او فرندز يا الله يا الله فقيم ذا انتاير امه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله فقيم ذا امه يا الله يا الله فقيم ذا امه يا الله اله العالمين يا الله شو يو رحمه ذا امه يا الله يا الله شو يو مغفره ذا ummati allah ya allah remove the suffering of the ummati allah remove the hardships of the ummati allah ilahul alamin grant afiyat to the ummati allah ya allah bring back the respect of the ummati allah allahumma a'izz al-islam wa al-muslimin allahumma a'izz al-islam wa al-muslimin allahumma a'izz al-islam wa al-muslimin ilahul alamin we acknowledge whatever is going on is due to our ill deeds ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah give us a tawfiq of bring those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya allah ya allah save us from those things that bring down your azab ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you guide us ya Allah you protect us ya Allah ya Allah you make us yours ya Allah ya Allah you make us yours ya Allah ya Allah you become ours ya Allah ya Allah you become ours ya Allah fill our hearts with your love ya Allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wal 'amala alladhi yuballighuna hubbak Allahumma ij'al hubbaka ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina wa min al-ma'i al-barid ilahul alamin ya Allah let your love be 
dominating in our heart, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let it be more beloved to us than everything, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, let us sacrifice anything for your love, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us save us from, Ya Allah, doing things, Ya Allah, that discompromise your love, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, keep us steadfast on deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us istiqamat on the toba we have made, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've repented from all the sins, Ya Allah. We've repented from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we've repented from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. From the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. From the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making sincere toba, Ya Allah. We regret what we have done, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you give us istiqamat on this toba, Ya Allah. Give us istiqamat on this toba, Ya Allah. Save us from ever going back to those harams, Ya Allah. Save us from every, ever going close to the vice dens, Ya Allah. Save us from ever looking at haram again on our phones, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from looking at haram on the internet, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from looking at anything evil, Ya Allah. Save us from listening to evil, Ya Allah. Save us from speaking evil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the pride, the malice, the jealousy, the love of the ego, the love of wealth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the love of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the reality of iman, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all the sifat of iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, don't leave us to ourselves, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we cannot protect ourselves for one second, Ya Allah. We cannot protect ourselves to the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, will become the muscles of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, will become destroyed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, will become a source of grief for your beloved Nabi, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you protect us, Ya Allah. You protect us and guide us, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil walid. Ya Allah, look after us like the little baby is looked after, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you protect us and safeguard us, Ya Allah. From every direction, protect us, Ya Allah. From the right, from the left, from the from in front, from behind, from above and beneath, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your complete protection, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the filth from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you grant us kindness and compassion, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us kindness and compassion, Ya Allah. Grant us kindness and compassion, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, make us the Ibadul Rahman, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the true qualities of the Ibadul Rahman. Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us the reality of humility, Ya Allah. Give us the true, true condition of Tawazu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove every iota of pride from us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the temptations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us this wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our lives with taqwa, Ya Allah. Enable us to live till our last breath with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at a time that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. And we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families and the entire ummah, Ilahul Alamin, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give them Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are sick, give them shifaa kamila, ajila, Mirra Dahima. Allah, remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give them complete afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are in debts, make the easy payments of their debts possible, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant the best of dunya and the best of akhirat to one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah 
الله عليه وسلم يا الله unite the heart of the ummah ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah strengthen us ya Allah strengthen the ummah ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah protect all the masajid and madaris and makatib ya Allah ya Allah protect the haramain sharifain ya Allah ya Allah protect all the muslims ya Allah protect each muslims iman ya Allah protect each muslims amal ya Allah protect the life and wealth and honor of every muslim ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah you accept all the efforts of deen that are taking place ya Allah accept the efforts of the masajid madaris makatib ya Allah accept the efforts of the khanqas ya Allah accept the work of da'wat and tabligh ya Allah accept the efforts of every jamaat that is throughout the world ya Allah ilahu alamin all the organizations of deen engage in your work ya Allah ilahu alamin accept it ya Allah ya Allah make all the work of deen a means of hidayah ya Allah ya Allah you blow the winds of hidayah ya Allah ya Allah blow the winds of hidayah ya Allah ya Allah blow the winds of hidayah ya Allah allahumma hadil insa wal janna jami'a allahumma hadil insa wal janna jami'a allahumma hadina wa hadibina wa ja'alna sababan liman ihtada allahumma hadil nas jami'a allahumma hadil nas jami'a allahumma hadil nas jami'a allahumma ja'alna hudatan muhtadin Allahumma ja'alna hudatan muhtadin ghayra dhallin wala mudillin ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah all this in this mubarak month whatever ibadat was made ya Allah out of your grace accept it ya Allah nothing is worthy of presenting to you ya Allah ya Allah it is so weak ya Allah it is so broken ya Allah ilahul alamin but you are most kareem ya Allah ya Allah you accept our broken ibadat ya Allah accept our weak ibadat ya Allah ya Allah all we can say is jinna bi bid'atin musjad fa awfilana alkayla wa tasaddaq alayna Ya Allah, we have come with something that is not worth presenting, Ya Allah. But you accepted and grant us the full compensation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us all that we have asked for, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, what we have not asked for also, Ya Allah, give it to us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we can only come to you, Ya Allah. We have nobody else to turn to, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the dog goes to one door, it gets teased, it goes to another door, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, but we are the biggest at your door alone, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have no other door to knock at, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you brought us into your house, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you gave us this topic, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you allowed us to raise our hands to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, surely you don't want to wish, you don't wish to send us empty-handed, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, you fill us, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with taqwa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with every good, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin, Ya Allah, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for. Ya Allah, we are also asking for all the good, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you give us protection as well, Ya Allah. اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم اله العالمين all those who ask us to make dua for them allah grant them the best of dunya and the best of akhirah allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya allah allah remove all their worries and sorrows and anxiety and grief ya allah اللهم العالمين يا الله جراندي بيست ون ان اول يا الله ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله واصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين